So I started this podcast back in 2017, and I've never had paid sponsorships before. Now, that's not to say that I didn't have offers from different companies who wanted me to pitch their thing, but I just didn't align with those brands. But I recently had the chance to share the stage at the Metabolic Franchise Conference and meet the folks over at SFH, Stronger, Faster, Healthier. They're a supplement company that doesn't subscribe to the hype and thirst traps like other supplement brands, and I'm proud to announce they're my first official sponsor. Now, you guys know how bullish I am on the Metabolic brand as I've watched their growth from one location to closing in on 100 locations, and SFH is the only supplement brand they've officially partnered with, which to me says a lot. One of the reasons Metabolic and myself get along so well is we are both no bullshit brands and so is SFH. Their protein powders, fish oil, pre and post workout not only taste incredible, but also have the science behind their formula to back it up. And if one of the fastest growing franchises in the fitness industry trust it to help their gym owners generate more revenue and empower their members to fuel and recover better, then I had to take a look myself. And spoiler alert, I'm a customer now too. I'm literally sipping on an SFH mint chip flavored protein shake in between takes as I record this pre-roll. I kid you not, this shit is delicious. And now SFH is offering any of my awesome listeners 20% off their entire website by using the promo code GYMTALK20 at checkout. Go grab yourself a bag of their protein or their pre and post workout or even their fish oil and give it a try for yourself. Use promo code GYMTALK20 and I can guarantee you just found your next retail product to sell in your gym. All right, I'm going to finish the shake. Let's get on with the rest of the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. I want to go ahead and I want to talk about... I had stupid fucking air conditioning. All right, sorry. Recording podcast in the car, as always. Um... I want to talk about, I talked about the hybrid gym concept earlier in the year, right? Where if I had a group class model, I would create this 24-7 thing. I still like that if you already have a group class model. However, I have truly come to prefer the model that doesn't have the group class. So there have been several, not a ton, several of these boutique open gym model, and again, you call it a boutique globo gym models that are going the way of 24-7, zero staff, okay? Those locations to me, when done really bespoke, really unique, very much biasing a functional fitness slash plate-loaded equipment type scenario, I believe that it has such opportunity. There are so many people now that follow programming remotely, they need a place to do it. The best place currently right now is a CrossFit gym, and that's not even that good of a place. You've got to find a CrossFit gym willing to allow you to do open gym type workouts. Their open gym schedule has to work with your schedule, which means it probably doesn't if they are running classes concurrently and they don't have a dedicated space. If they have a dedicated space, your money. The next best place is a YMCA, Gold's Gym, Globo Gym Health Club scenario. That is a, a very poor, poor opportunity for you to get in your training because most of the training, whether it's functional bodybuilding or chalk 
or you know icon athlete or paragon training methods you're generally kind of having to occupy a couple different pieces of equipment right it just it's hard right you guys know what it's like to to go into these models and someone you know you leave your 30 pound dumbbells for a second and somebody comes over and oh man were you using these my bad or you're getting you're just getting ready to get started in the squat rack and someone's like hey how many more sets you got like it's it's just a fucking nuisance those are not set up ideally Plus, you got to look at every backwards-ass fuck at those gyms that have no idea what they're doing. And it's just distracting watching people literally fucking try to kill themselves the entire time you're trying to get your workout in. So what does that leave? Well, that leaves at-home gyms, but that has so, I mean, A, not feasible for all domicile types, not motivating for many people. Um, just like, just again, not a great option. So you have three options that aren't great. Then there are brands, and I'll, you know, one is uh, the Garage Gym. And I, I'm for, that, like, there's a gazillion companies called the Garage Gym, like gym brands out there. The one I'm referring to is owned by Sam Tooley out of New Jersey. Sam is uh, a fitness entrepreneur. He owns Alpha Fit Club up there as well. And he's created a great 24 7 open access, open gym model facility. I'm pretty sure his is staffless as well. That's the key here. From a business perspective, is it's got to be staffless. And that version, a staffless, 24-7, bespoke, cool as fuck, 6,000 square foot or so um, open gym model, twenty, you know, is the only thing I would do right now with my money. If, if literally, so we created a business plan for something like this. It was going to be uh, the sister business to urban movement. I never moved on it. We had so many other things. We were doing the license thing at urban. We were potentially looking to open and buy a second building to a second location. So this like, this idea just sat there in 2018, um, as you know, a 30 page business plan document on my computer, never did anything with it. Right. I mean, any of you guys, you guys are all entrepreneurs for the most part. You've all had great fucking ideas. You wrote a bunch of shit down. You never did anything with the idea. This was one of mine. Um, so I've got the brand and the concept, the number. I've got all the numbers. I've adjusted them based on a couple of the people I've spoken to now who have opened up facilities like this. You know, there's Core 24 in Greenville, South Carolina. They have staff, though. That's the one thing I've, I like. So there's some things that are I would do differently. But think about this. If you could find a location, and a, a 6,000 square feet is kind of the sweet spot for this if you do the op cap right. The equipment layout is mainly independent squat racks with the dumbbells and things and like with, you know, plenty of dumbbells, things like that, kettlebells, all that at each state, you know, at those particular spots. Um, ergs, turf, sleds, and then really good, I would use Arsenal strength brand plate loaded equipment. I'd probably have 10 to 12 pieces um, and I'd have multiple of the same piece, probably like two, do a Noah's Ark model, two of each for that. And Cause there's really only like, there's like companies like Arsenal Strength, they make so many different pieces of equipment, but some of them are really obscure, but there are some like go-tos that I would have, but essentially create this option for people to come in and everybody is going to be doing some version of functional fitness. It could be CrossFit programming. It could be bodybuilding. It could be any kind of hybrid version, whatever it may be, you would have access here. Indoor curved treadmill or any uh, motorless treadmills, a few motorized ones, Stairmasters, those are fucking great. Like, and then your regular concept to erg fleets. That would be essentially the model. Cameras everywhere. 
cameras out the fucking ass. And I would be waiting for the technology to get good enough to where we would be able to assess fines to members who left equipment out. That would have to be done manually at first, but then you'd be, you know, which is kind of a pain in the ass, but if you have the cameras running and you have someone do check-ins, like, you know, you have three busy periods during the day, you might have a morning, an afternoon, and a PM rush, peak times. You have an employee whose job it is to review, like, look live on the cameras and look at the gym after a rush. And be like, oh, fuck, there's plates all over there and dumbbells there. And then they just got to scrub the, you know, rewind the footage back to see who it was and identify who that member is and assess them the fee, right? Kind of like when you speed and you go past, like, a fucking one of those cameras. You've got no idea. You just got clocked. And next thing you know, you got a fucking speeding ticket in the mail. One of those. Eventually, I think the AI technology would be good enough to do that. But for right now, it would be manual. But it would be a fee assessed, and it would be a hefty fee, probably $25 to $30, something that slaps someone on their ass, and they're like, oh, fuck, they're not messing around. And they can bitch and moan all they fucking want or whatever it may be. But if you got the video proof of it, what are they going to say, right? <laughs> you can just reply to their shitty Google review with the video link. Like, yeah, but this happened, and we really care about how our facility looks. So, gotcha, fucker. Like, I, that's what I, that's what I would do. Um, anyway, because otherwise, if it's completely staffless, the only thing you're paying for then is the cleaning, which does you need staff for. You can't rely on just the members to do that. You got to have somebody coming in and clean. That would be it. That'd be in the off hours, whatever it may be. But this model, you know, the way I'd be looking at it, it would probably be running at a thirty um, percent opex. So we try to get operating expenses to 30% of revenue. It have zero staff minus the cleaning. So, you know, generally you see payroll in a micro gym is in the 40s, 40% of total monthly revenue, right? That's why like if payroll's at 40 and operating expenses are at 30, that's why, you know, if you ever hear of a gym doing a 30% profit margin, you're like, holy shit, they're, they're doing something right. Because generally, you still have taxes to factor in, that the owner's got to get paid, whatever. That's why we see gyms in the 15% profit margins, uh, that kind of scenario. But this thing could truly, I believe, be operating at a very strong profit margin of around 50%, maybe even you know 50 to 40%, if not better depending on what's going on, like market-wise, commercial real estate-wise, all that. And the advertising for it, the marketing game plan we'll do, I'll do a separate podcast on that, is going to be, it's all word of mouth and social media. It is going to, again, if nothing looks like this in there and you do, you know, you would, I would have you upfit the location with the really good LED lights. Um, there's a certain, like, when you when you buy light packages, you can paint the walls a dark color and with color, you know, pops of color so it doesn't look like a dungeon, but have specific types of LEDs that are perfect for selfies. Like, if you're wanting to shoot content in the gym, this is the package that would be like, this place has the best lighting. I went to one of the Infinity Training Systems out in Newport, California. Uh, LCK, Lori Christine King, took me out there to work out. What a great, now they, I don't think they were 24 seven and they had a staff, but it's the same idea. I would just do it better. I would do it with a higher margin. Now it's like, well, Stu, if there's no staff, who's selling the memberships? No, it's all online, homie. Like literally there's no, there's nothing. 
even if you just like want to buy a drop-in to come in that day to see if you're gonna like it, it's online. Then if you wanna buy the membership, it's online. You know, whether you have an app or whatever. When you book your, when you come on in, you know, you don't have to book anything, it's an open gym. But you have to use your app when you show up and that logs your the time in and your time out. You'd be able to start running data as how often do people stay in there. Well, what about retail? Machines, homie, vending machines. Vending machines that take uh, Apple Pay and Payless methods, No, you know, don't take any cash, whatever, could take card, and I'd have fucking those things locked and loaded. Would you have showers? I probably would, I, if I had to, I'd say no. I'd just go like nice bathrooms, but if the funds were available, I'd have maybe like one shower for the men, one for the women. Would you have saunas? Would you have recovery? Would you have all that stuff? I don't know, probably not. I probably wouldn't. Again, I think I could do one thing really, really fucking well, and that's create a dope open gym, do your own programming, but you have the community of other people around you, and that needs to be, it can't be understated. When you're working out around other people, even if you're not in a group class, there is community and motivation and camaraderie. If you don't believe me, it's a level of either ignorance on your part because you haven't experienced it, or you know that this is correct, but you don't want to admit that it can create the same effect as your incredible group class. CrossFit gym owners will be like, well, it's not the same as a group class. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. No, like literally, you are borderline on the spectrum. Are, how Have you ever gone to a gym, an open gym model, at 6.30 p.m. when it's busy and everyone's kind of doing their thing and that energy of everyone working out around you, is it's intoxicating, like it helps. Well, yeah, but we're not doing the wad together. Mike, dude, this, is, this isn't you being rational. This is you being romantic. A romantic little bitch is the medical term. You suffer from romantic little bitch syndrome because you love the fact that you have a group class and Tanya can fucking high five Sally and say, good job on your wall balls. Your wall balls are so fucking hot. They're so fucking hot, Sally. Um, that's what you miss. And you're just... Again, you're, you have romantic little bitch syndrome. Because um, it's incredible. Like, there are open gym models right now in which everybody coincidentally is following like similar programs. And they all kind of talk, oh, which day are you on? And oh, awesome, I'm doing this. Or, oh, you switched over to chalk or you switched over. Like, it, it, it creates community. That's all community is, right? Your group class is not fucking special in the community building basket than this model or any open gym model is. Gold's Gym was creating community at certain times of the day for fucking years before you ever even touched a fucking barbell. So, again, just like get out of that mindset, all right? Go to your doctor, see if he has anything to fix your romantic little bitch syndrome, and um, which is probably just more WTF is probably what you need. But anyway, um, that that's what I do. I would, and again, I would want this to feel super unique. I would not have huge signs. I would not spend any money on exterior signs. I would do very simple stuff. Like uh, the version we I created my business plan had a red light over the door. And the red light signified when we were open. Because technically it wasn't 24-7 the model. It closed between the hours of like, I forget what it was. Like I think we were looking to have a cleaning crew in there from 1 to 4 a.m. So from 1 to 4 it was closed technically. But that red light would go on when it was open. Um, that was the idea in my head. I don't know if I'd go full 24-7 maybe. I think maybe I would now and just have the, you know, realizing there's hardly anyone going to be in there during that time. There's no one going to be in there during that time anyway. 
um, some weird third shift workers maybe, but, uh, and the price point, Stu, what's the price point? Uh, I don't know why. Cause, uh, the, I would have to update the numbers because it's all based on the cost. My guesstimate based on what I wrote up back in 2018, my guesstimate of this is probably in the 120 ish dollars a mark route. And ultimately that number comes down to the op cap. Like what is my max capacity I can have in there? What is the max membership this location is going to top off at? Those are all operational capacity equations, things like that, that we have inside of Microgym University for anyone enrolled. Um, and things that we all know, uh, there's too many variables. I can't give you, like tell you how many, but you would essentially go ahead and you'd look at your square footage. Once you put down your equipment, you then need to calculate your op cap per person, like how much square foot does each person consume in an open gym model. It is highly variable, highly because of people moving around in unknown patterns, using equipment, blah, blah, blah. That's why the squat rack stations like you see at um, uh, uh, Industrious out in uh, Washington with Stephen Hitch Gym, that's... That's a, that's not a 24 seven model like I'm talking about, but it does, they do those, um, like you see in strength and conditioning facilities, creating these stations essentially where you can kind of contain people because they have most of what they need over there. And if they don't, they bring a pair of dumbbells over or whatever, but they're not like, they're not having to do a ton of stuff. Um, you're going to want to create, uh, standards as far as like things that don't move, like the idea of someone rolling a roll a rower all the way over to a squat rack, squat rack, so they have less time of transition is fucking silly. You would prevent that from happening by installing um, braces over the fucking legs of your fucking rowers and shit, and not having things move, right? Or just you know putting a sign up, hey, you're gonna be fine if you move it, like whatever the fuck it may be. Like these don't move, and having set stations with that stuff. So. Um, I, maybe I'll get, maybe I'll do a visual with like a and do a drawing and kind of do a layout on another a video podcast or something like that. But I just wanted to wrap on this real quick. Um, someone sent me a message about uh, another one of these brands opening up in their town. And I got super excited and just wanted to wrap on the podcast on it. 24-7 bespoke open gym models that are staffless. If you've got a killer business plan and you want to run it by someone for investment, hit me up. If you want to get mine, like you want to like, Hey Stu, uh, I'd love to talk. Like you want to talk about doing one. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm real fucking excited about this. I really, um, I'd like to do one myself here. I would need a partner cause I'm way too fucking busy. Um, but yeah, if anyone's interested in this, holler at your boy. This is, I mean, I'm real fucking excited about this idea. All right guys, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.